Hey, you're about to listen to some bonus content from our series Affirm Foundation. I'm going to be talking with Ken Larkin about how he studies the Bible, some of the methods and resources he uses to dig deep into God's Word. And if he mentions anything that interests you, just check it out in the show notes. Okay, so Ken, um, what I wanted to do in this little bit of time we have here is just talk to you about some of the study methods that you use to really dig into the Bible, as well as maybe some of the resources that you use so that people could track those down if they were interested in them. So why don't you just talk about some of the things that you do on a regular basis when you study the Bible? Yeah, one of the things I love to do, like I do love commentaries, and I definitely like that, especially for like historic background and stuff like that, because you're not going to find that in the Bible, even though you, you do have, obviously, a lot of it's in there. Yeah. But some of it you just can't get any other way but doing, you know, research or looking at commentaries, people mm-hmm. that have studied uh, the culture, uh, the time, and what was going on. But one of the things that has really blessed me is just getting into the Word itself, and I like going through various translations. And I might use, like, this is a New King James, for instance, you know, use, like, one as my, you know, my standard translation that I might read or, or study, but then go through other ones. And you'll find different nuances or different ways that it's said that it brings out something. And since I'm not a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar, it's very helpful just to read different translations that talk about, you know, different aspects of what the verse is actually saying that you may not get just in your translation. I remember when I was in school, um, a professor had said that reading the Bible in the original language is like reading it in color versus black and white, you know, that there's certain things that are not, you just can't translate, you know. Yeah. That's why some translations have like one word translated different ways, and if you look it up, they're all in there, but it's just a different aspect or different nuance of that word and the meaning. So that's really beneficial, different translations. And then with that, of course, um, I love like, it's like a staple on my, my phone, the Blue Letter Bible, I'll do like different translations and I go to interlinear. Okay. And you get to go right into the original language and you can look at a particular word and then go from there to a lexicon or a dictionary and find the actual meaning of the original words. Mm. And that's been very beneficial as well. Yeah, so if you went verse by verse, and you know, I'm not like a, an expert on translations, but like when we went through First John, if you read something like, whoever says I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Like that's the ESV. Maybe uh, another translation would say, whoever declares, I know him, right. instead of says, or whoever proclaims, I know him, or whoever confidently asserts. Like it brings out, like you're saying, this nuance of, yeah. the, of the Greek language, but only in a way that comes by comparing what one translation says versus another, because no English translation is perfect. Exactly. Yeah, so some people love that. Yeah. So I really enjoy that, and just getting into that a lot of times, I would say it this way. I've done that before and actually mapped it out. Like, say you're doing like the first five verses of a chapter, and you have like maybe Maybe you have like a half a dozen translations between what your original and, and whatever else you're doing. Just reading over those translations I find to be spiritually edifying. Just, just reading it, yeah. taking your time and just kind of absorbing it and just going through it is, is very beneficial for me personally. Hmm. Okay. As well as learning more of what the text is actually saying you right. know, as you're studying the Bible. 
And then with that, with the interlinear, I mentioned, you know, getting into the original languages and then just doing a word study. I like to do word studies. That's been very beneficial as well. Yeah, I would love it if you could explain how you do a word study because I don't know that we've had anybody really talk about that yet in this series. Yeah, so mine, it's not like a real deep thing, but I'll basically look up a word like in a concordance. Uh, like I have one here, I was just thinking of like Isaiah 50, 10. The end of that verse says, let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. So I wanted to find out what that word rely actually meant. So I looked it up in the original Hebrew. It's like the word sha'an. Uh -huh. And that word rely upon his God actually means to lean on, to trust in, to support or lean or support oneself on, or figuratively to trust in God. Different translations, the King James translates that word rely as lean. Uh, others translate it as stay or rely or rest, mm. um, lean upon. Mm -hmm. And then there's many verses that have that. So I did that with uh, this verse. It's translated the same word, rely, in Proverbs 3, 5, you know, doing that word study. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, where you're supporting yourself by what you think. So I did this uh, kind of like I just paraphrased it myself, like what I'm learning from this. Okay, so Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Do not rely on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not look to your own understanding. In other words, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not trust in yourself. You know, so you're getting different aspects of what that word actually means and the significance and the weight of that. It's very weighty when you think of it. You're putting all your support in either what you're thinking or in the Lord. So I wouldn't have got that just by saying rely upon the Lord. So those word studies, you get more into the meat of what it's actually saying and it's been very beneficial for me. It also causes me to slow down where you don't just, you don't just blow through a verse but you actually slow down and you can actually see what it's actually saying that way. Mm. Yeah, and you know, if you were, for instance, we've been talking about 1 John, um, there are really like six or eight strong themes in the book of 1 John. And so obviously you can't do a word study on every single word that's in a book. <laughs> but if you've got six or eight strong themes, you could spend 30 minutes to an hour just doing a word study on that word. And like you said, it really rounds out your understanding of, of what that word is trying to communicate. Yeah. So it's time well spent mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that's kind of out of the box, I know we in our program we have men you know, memorize some scripture. But one of the, I would say if I could say hands down anything in my devotional life that's been the biggest blessing to me over the years has been memorization. Wow. And it could just be a verse or it could be a passage. Well, it's like this, that paradox where Jesus, you know, taught us to pray, you know, enter into your private room, your closet and pray. But then Paul says, pray without ceasing. So am I going to be in my prayer closet 24-7? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how do you do that, you know? And it's obviously talking about a relationship and you're dialoguing with God. He's speaking to you. You're, you're talking to him. He's talking to you throughout the day. You know, you can throw up prayers to the Lord, you know, or whatever. Uh, well, in the same way, we're told to meditate upon the word day and night. Well, I can't, I got work. I got responsibilities. I can't stay with my nose in the book 24-7. So obviously he's not saying that. 
But memorization is a precursor to meditation. Mm. You have to have something hidden in your heart to be able to call upon it. Mm. And it's interesting, in Psalm 1, he talks about meditating upon the word day and night, and he says, if you do that, yeah, you'll be, you'll be like a well-watered tree, all this stuff, you'll bear good fruit, but he says, whatever you do will prosper. And then in, first, uh, in uh, Joshua 1, the same thing, when he was commissioning Joshua, he says, meditate upon the word day and night and make sure, he says, be careful to do it or, or do the word of God. Then he says, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So there's something about that, that when you do that, it's a lot easier to live it when you constantly have it before you. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about this, the Lord has shown me in my own life that in our society, we measure success by results. If I got a lot of results, then I'm successful. Well, spiritual results are not produced by fleshly means. So I can't make spiritual results happen and say, oh, look, I'm successful. I witnessed to somebody that got saved. Well, that was the Lord's work. He just used me as an instrument or whatever. But the reality is that's not the way God sees things. God measures success by faithfulness. And if you're faithful to live out what you're learning in your Bible study, then in God's economy, you are successful mm-hmm. and you are prosperous. He's not gonna, when we stand before the Lord, he's not gonna say, well done, good and prosperous servant, good and successful servant, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And I found that having the word before me, it's also awesome, like if you're praying, or if you're in a spiritual battle, to be able to recall a scripture, it's been a lifeline to me. I mean, literally, it's saved my life at times spiritually, just having something in me that I can recall and just cry out to God, Lord, you said, or you know, stand upon a promise or coming against something or whatever. Mm. One of my besetting sins has been fear. So I've, I've had tons of scripture on fear, and it has literally been a lifeline for me mm. at times where I feel assaulted by fear, whether it's something in my own flesh or the enemy coming against me. It's been really mm. invaluable. Like. For God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, you know, so I'm not going to capitulate to that or whatever. Or fear not, for I am with you, you know. It's like, okay, I can trust in the Lord. But when you're in the middle of the battle and you're like grasping for straws, when you have it in you, it comes out. The Holy Spirit brings it to remembrance. So it's been really a huge blessing for me to incorporate that into my times of devotion. Okay. So do you have a a method that you use to memorize? Can you, if somebody said, man, I want to do that, where would you point them? Um, well, what I would say is something that's meaningful to you. Like, for instance, if you want to know what to memorize, I would say something you're studying. It could be a key verse or something that really brings out the theme of that, or it could be a topical thing, just something in your life that you're really struggling with. If somebody's struggling with anxiety, then memorize a verse on anxiety. You know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You know, something you can actually grab a hold of that meets you in your need. Right. Um, a really good place to start would be there, you know, just certain verses, um, topical. And then I would say you might want to even get into like a passage. You know, it could just be like, a few verses, but just just one like passage or something, or even a chapter. It's amazing. And what I found, it's just repetition. And I think the Lord's given me faith for it. Like I haven't done any, I know some people have memorized books after books of the Bible. <laughs> sure, but, right. But the reality is I also believe by faith that he's promised that the Holy Spirit would bring back to remembrance what he had spoke. He said that to the apostles. And I believe that as you memorize it, you can rely upon the Holy Spirit to help you get mm-hmm. the word in you, you mm-hmm. know, to hide the word in your heart. And more importantly than just that, he will enable it to come up when you need it. Mm. 
It's the sword of the spirit, you know? And I think about memorization, it's like this. It's like you're keeping your sword sharp. And it's a sword of the Spirit, so he will give you the exact word when you need it, whether it's in spiritual warfare or whether it's in witnessing or whether whatever it is, if you're teaching or preaching, he will bring it out when you need it. Um, How do you actually memorize? I just go by phrase, and it's just repetition. What I found is it's like a muscle. It actually strengthens as you use it. So I've memorized, I have memorized like chapters, you know, of different books like Psalms, like Psalm 103 or Psalm 91 or whatever. And what I found, it's like a muscle. At first, it's almost like your flesh doesn't want to do this. It feels like monotonous or whatever. <laughs> but I found that as you do it and get it in you, you're actually being edified spiritually and that propels you forward. But actually, like one verse, is sometimes it seems like impossible. And then two verses, it's really hard. But after a while, it's almost like you have a breakthrough. Right. Where you keep on going and it's like priming the pump. There's something about it. And it's like exercising, I believe, a spiritual muscle. And I just go phrase by phrase. I'll just do like, you just trust in the Lord or trust in the Lord with all your heart, whatever you can do, whatever you can memorize and actually speak. And I do it out loud. So you just say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with yeah, all your heart. Yeah. Until that's in there. Until it clicks. Yeah. And then you add a phrase. And lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. Yeah. Trust, so. And just keep on doing it. You know, I, I heard like with the Jews, the Jewish culture, meditating for them was almost be like muttering. They would just keep repeating the same phrases over mm -hmm. and over again. And you're kind of doing that. You just keep saying it over and over. And what you're actually doing is you're getting it in you. It's like hiding right. it in your heart. Right. I heard someone talking about, uh, you know, knowing something by heart. It's like going back to school. We had to learn like the times tables or something, like six <laughs> times six is 36. Right. It was repetition. I know it by heart. You know, it was yeah. repetition. And it that's is. what it is. It's just repetition. Well. I haven't studied that stuff since grade school, but I still know it because it got in me. Yeah, that's true. And it's the same type of thing. You're hiding the word in your heart. Hmm. And it's just, for me, it's just been repetition. But I've got so much out of it that I don't consider it like tedious or like this burden. It's actually a joy yeah. to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've, I have not done nearly as much as you have, but I um, have used an app called Verses. Oh, okay. And there's also another app called Fighter Versus. Those are both, I have an, uh, an iPhone. I don't know if they have it for Android. I would assume they have it for both Android and iPhone. But those give you some helps in terms of they send you notifications every day if you want to. Time to practice. Okay. They also have some um, helps to practice. Like, for instance, they'll give you all the phrases in a verse, and then you have to order them. Oh, so okay. that's like one level of, of memorizing. They also have a, um, they'll fill in most of the words and then you supply the missing words and then they'll take out more as you advance so you are challenged more. Um, so it's pretty cool. They've, they've got some different tools out there to help you memorize. I guess it's really dependent on what your style is. If you just like the repetition every day, yeah. then you can do it that way. Yeah, and, and as we know in, in learning, basically the more senses that you incorporate, the better in a sense. Like, so I like to read it with my eyes, 
but I also like to speak it out loud, so you're also hearing it. Some people like to write it down. Okay. Like, I've, I've done that before, too. You just keep writing the verse over and over wow. and over. But <laughs> wow. that's not my MO, but, <laughs> right. but some people do that, and that helps. Right. Um, so whatever it is, and also just having it handy. Like, I have in the past just used, like, index cards and just carry it with you. So you have a minute, you know, at a certain time of day, okay, you look it over again, or you can hang yep. it up somewhere. There's a lot of yep. ways you can do that, yeah. Okay. Um, just, you know, if you were talking to somebody who wanted to start, how aggressive would you say they should go at this? Should they plan on trying to memorize like one verse in a week? Should they try to memorize? You know what I mean? Like you don't want to go so hard that you quit. Yeah. What's realistic for somebody, would you say? I would say if you haven't done any at all, one a week would be great okay. to start with. Okay. And I think if it's going to be something that's really going to be a part of your life, you're going to probably um, eventually just want to do more. You know, if you're really getting something out of it, you see the benefit of it and you enjoy it. Okay. Um, so I think one a week is great. And then, you know, maybe um, eventually you can do more. And then I've started out really just doing like a verse. And then I started doing maybe there's certain passages, you might have a couple verses together, sure. you know, stuff like that. And eventually I just started doing like different passages. Yeah, sections. Sections. Like I just did recently, um, I was doing a little study on humility. So I did the first 13 verses of Philippians 2. Mm -hmm. You know, I started out with just, you know, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or, you know, just just a couple verses. But then it's like, I'm going to just do this thing or whatever. And it actually, for me, I was surprised it came quickly. But I also had read the Bible a lot, so it was already kind of there. But so a lot of times, yeah. if, if you're familiar with the Bible, if you've been walking with the Lord for years, especially, and you've never got into it, it's already in you. Yeah. How many of us, I don't think there's a Christian alive, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, that haven't had a verse come up that you never memorized, but yet you had read it so many times that it was already in your heart, but you didn't actually sit down and try to memorize it? Right. Yeah, so it is amazing how much we have in us and we don't even realize it. Hmm. And th sometimes those passages that you're already familiar with would actually come pretty quickly. Hmm. Yeah, and I like what you're saying too, which is that if you have portions of, of Scripture memorized, then when you have a quiet moment, let's say you're at the doctor's office, and you could sit there on your phone or you could watch what's on TV, or if you've memorized... Philippians 2, 1 to 13, you could just call it up and begin to meditate yeah. on what you've memorized. Yeah, the Lord has said numerous times, meditate on the law, teach your sons, speak about it when you're in the way, when yeah. you're at home, keep talking about it, because the more you talk about it, the more it gets in you, you know? Yeah. And, and you're testifying that what the Lord said would happen happens, yeah, absolutely. that it's been very beneficial for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So I hope that there will be some people who really take hold of that and decide mm -hmm. that they'll memorize. And I'm sure other people have talked about different tools they use as far as Bible study. Um, for me personally, my go-to is the uh, Blue Letter Bible on my phone. Like I said, that has like the main things I really enjoy is it has like the different translations, and then it also has like, you know, interlinear, so you can do word studies, and it also has different commentaries and stuff. But I found that very beneficial on my phone. And then my to-go-to would be like eSword on my laptop. And as well as if I if I am plugged in like online or whatever, is Gateway Bible is pretty good too, just for different translations. They have a lot more varieties than, than like maybe just Blue Letter or whatever. So it's great for translations and stuff like that. 
Uh, and even if you're doing like a Word document, like if you're actually studying and making like a file, you can copy and paste from those. Okay. eSword, you know, Bible Gateway. So those are good. Okay. Yeah, those are my uh, to-go-tos um, mm. as far as that goes. Okay, that's awesome. I really appreciate it because you really helped definitely talk um, about word studies and then memorization. And there was something else, but I can't remember what it was. Different translations. Oh, yeah. translations. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, so yeah, we've given people some additional tools and hopefully it's for their benefit. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Ken. Thank you. All right, thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't already heard the episode that I did with Ken about the true grace of God and the true love of God, just check out episode number 534.